following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. Matt Keogh couldn't be here today. He's a little busy with his student teaching, all that fun stuff that us teachers have to go through. But with me, speaking of teachers, a gentleman who puts up with me every day at work, um, a guy who I'm excited to work with this year, got a little bit of time to work with him last year, Mr. Nate Longbine. Nate, how we doing, Coach? I'm good. I'm good. Absolutely, give him the give him the yeah, that's it. the crowd applause. Absolutely. How we doing today, boss? I'm good, man. This is exciting. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna share some stories. Um, first though, we're coming in hot. And listen, Nate, I'm coming in hot with. Uh, I hate to do it. What what like just the Bills game on Sunday. It's not so much that we lost, and I'm I'm not being that guy, that doom and gloom, that, oh, my God, the Bills are trash. They're nothing now. It just, to me, it feels like, you know how when you have, like, that like that younger brother or that younger cousin or that younger friend who's just, he like, you, you stomp him always over and over, and then that one game, whether it's basketball, football, that one game that he just beats you. It's just like you gotta. It's it's just so annoying that it's just you gotta hear that like over and over and over until the next time you play. I feel like that's what happened Sunday. It's like the young brother, the little like right. annoying little kid, little sibling, Miami, snuck one by the Bills, like snuck one by you. And and hey, they I'll give them their credit. They won, Heat, whatever they, they did it, they but did win right. But and I the- just I just want another game. I want to. I've never wanted to get to another football game Sunday just to get that bad taste out of your mouth. Absolutely. Your whole, the nice thing, it's a quick week, right? So there's a positive there. Um, we did look pretty good for, like, what? We have, what? 80 for 90 plays? 500 yards of total offense. 400 from, 400 from, Allen. from Allen. I mean, the they couldn't have done anything else to win. I mean, it just... right. Well, it's like you said, it's a little brother. So it's like that story on uh, Little Giants. You beat Kevin down Cherry Hill. Literally, it's that. It's that one time, yeah. and they beat the monster, the David Goliath, right? Yep. Because who's, who's Goliath right now? It's uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. Right? And He's, it feels weird as a Bills fan to be that Goliath. Like, we're always David. Exactly. We're never supposed to win. Any of that's supposed to happen. When you see TV, commercials are Allen. Number one in passing yards, Allen. Touchdowns, Lamar, then Allen. Like, come on. I'm telling you. It just, it feels, it, I don't know. I mean, it, doesn't exactly. it kind of feel a little weird being well, that top from dog? from the old school like myself, right? Like, you were there in the early 2000s when it was the worst football you may have ever seen. Yeah. Except for J.P. Lossman throwing as far as he could to Lee Evans. <laughs> oh, God. Right? Uh, yep. If you were there for that, then you get it. Like, this is a new thing. I think people sometimes get impatient. Like a lot of people, right? You get that little taste of victory, and then it doesn't come. You're like, 
we need to get rid of McDermott, all that stuff. And like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. relax a little bit. Like, enjoy it. it that's the other enjoy thing. Enjoy it. How much fun we're talked about on television. You get to see our tailgating all over the country. Like Bill's Mafia in the house all over the place. We travel everywhere. There's back I mean, there's back bars for every school, uh, team most places, but not like the Bills. Yeah. Right? Look at Miami. Look what you saw. That was like almost a home game. Oh, for sure. And like you said, the weather was a big factor. We don't play in it. They do. That's huge. And coming in hot, how do you feel about Tua? Do you think he went through protocol? Because you're talking about it at school. I'll tell you, I've never seen anybody wobble like that unless they got choked out or knocked out. Right? Listen, if you you look at how the NFL's concussion protocol states, it states that even if you clear concussion, whatever protocol they did, but if you show obvious symptoms of being knocked out in a concussion, the wobbly legs, the big hit to the head. Bounce off the it, turf. It, it, it doesn't matter. You're supposed to be out. Right. Now, again, I don't want to be that guy. Oh, it should have been Teddy Bridgewater. We would have up. But you know what? Oh, rules are rules. The man, let's be honest. I'm. It was a back injury. My back locks up, blah, blah, blah. I've had many back injuries. I mean, I'm 41 years old right now. I've played soccer, played all kinds of sports my entire life. And when I played it, I mean, I was that guy that would just do the stuff that you like, ooh, I'm going to feel it when the I get older. The grittiness, right? The gritty. I was the gritty guy. But when I, when I have back problems, I don't, ooh, I don't wobble down to the ground. I'm like, ooh, man, I hold on. I need a minute to get up. Like, right. I'm going down to my knee. I'm grabbing my back. I might sit back down, but I'm not getting up jelly legs and falling to the ground. Right. And that's a clear sign. That, right. That's it's a clear. That, there should have been no. Someone it, it should have took his helmet, right? Yep. Someone takes his helmet, and boom, you do what you got to do. Whatever they did inside, no one knows, right? That's what they're going to investigate. We'll yeah. see. And, and. Come on, what's this investigation even for? You how know you what's going to happen. How do you prove it, right? They're going to ask Tua, hey, did you go through? Yep, I went through protocol. Coach, did you send him through protocol? Yep, we oh, sent him through. Oh, the oh, independent oh, neurologist, what's he going to say? Nah, I let him slide. Are you kidding? The man's career would be over. He's going to let him go. Yeah, we tested him. We ran this. Look at the numbers. Every he passed. There's no sign. Come on. It's like, I just can't believe that. And then even if they do... Find something. What are they going to do? Slap a fifty thousand dollar fine? Take another pick. They but, said, but we'll see. They don't have any well, other that, picks. That's what someone said. Come on, but it's you know it's going to be garbage. You know it's going to it's just it's going to get swept under the rug, right? Like that's yep. like everything. I, and again, everything, but. you know what? As far as I'm concerned, whatever the kid got back in. I mean. But did he kill? Was he the reason we he, lost he, the game? No, right. You want to you want to look at reasons. You want to look at reasons why we lost the game, and it's not just one. Okay, let's go back to the first half. You bobble that snap or whatever that you have to throw to Diggs. Which just because he bobbled a snap, don't give me. Couldn't he just still spike it to the ground once he got he it? Still spike it. He could have threw it over Diggs. Threw it over his head. So now that's a big heads up play, right? Like the moment I think is also big there. Yeah, before half. 
He's still now. I you can't really make the excuse anymore. He's in his fourth year, but he's a he's a young kid, right? Yeah. How many times sure. has that ever happened in his career? Oh, for sure. To defend him a little bit, and but. who knows? Maybe that was the call. Maybe they tried to get a little cute, you know, throw something quick. Who knows? And that's the other thing, right? All that can be possible. Absolutely. So you look at that. There's there's a chance for at least three right there. Then you've got the, uh, and I might be jumping out of order here, you have the Milano pick six, that if he makes that catch, there's no there's no way anybody's catching him. The he's, momentum's he's, gone. He's gone. It's, yeah, it's it's six right there. That seals the deal. That, I believe, puts him up by 10. That's before Miami even even went ahead. Right. That puts him up by 10. You got the uh, the bass, the second, the bass only missed kicked. The tip. The tip. The tip. Who looked like tip. he got the tip. There's a missed opportunity right there. Um, Gabe Davis's on the board, right? Gabe Davis's uh, touchdown grab, which I thought was a touchdown grab. I'm celebrating, and my wife's like, uh, "No touchdown!" I'm like, wait a minute, what do you mean, no touchdown? Right. So there was, you know, the missed opportunity there. The pass to McKenzie, missed opportunity there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many. Like I said, Buffalo literally did everything except finish. Right. Except which, finish. Now, th- here's an argument. Do you think? Good teams, typically good teams finish those games, right? So now that begs the question, are we a good team, right? I mm. think we are. I think we are, too. And the, I forgot the third and 27, the 22, the third and oh, a, yeah. a million. Word. That's one thing that drives me. Is our defense elite and is Leslie Frazier or whoever's calling that defense? You go back to the Houston playoff game. Like two, three, four years ago, when Buffalo, when they let Houston in overtime, get back into the game because we played prevent defense. The 13 seconds last year, we played prevent defense. You got them at third and 22. You make that play, you you can pretty much seal the deal. You're at least getting the ball. You're at least taking points off the board because they've got a punt. Right. Why are you dropping everybody back? Why are you only rushing three? It just... Come on, dude. Why? I, I, the problem I have, right, I – the prevent a little bit I get, like it's a cautious thing maybe, but to send four when we were not getting pressure enough with four is crazy. We didn't even – we sent three. I know. that's what, Like that's crazy to me. To do that, to take another guy out and just have a guy stand in space is dumb, right? And your defense has been playing pretty decent all game. What's wrong with calling a regular base defense one more time if you give up 10 yards? Who cares? They still got a punt. Worst case, if you give up like 15, I I can't remember what yard line they were at. Maybe if you give up 10, 15, maybe they're back in field goal range. I can't remember where they were. They ain't making it. But they ain't making it. And if they do, it's three. They tie the game. They don't go up by four. And then you're talking at the end, all Buffalo needs is a field goal from the from the goal line. I thought like, the game management of that was bad. Like you, Horrible. Like, we're leaving points on the board when, like, and I thought going for it at certain points, there was momentum to do that. I thought those were perfect. But then there was those times, like you were saying, kick the points. And it's three, yes, yeah. But at the point where we were, we were up significantly. We're adding fuel to the fire. We're diminishing what they're doing, which is a huge part of the game. Psychological, oh, right? Oh, for sure. Like that pick, you were saying, Milano. He takes that back. It's gone. It's, it's game, over. game over. It's game over. It's a it's dagger. They don't want to play. It's game over. Yes, Absolutely. Sir. Not only that, not only do you take their heart, I mean, you're up by 10. I think it was in the fourth quarter. I can't remember if it was the late third quarter, early fourth. Um, it's it's over. And you've got an offense that 
man, I think they're they're I mean they're they're having the ball at least ten minute drives almost every single time. What a shocker! They ran right. Isn't how great didn't is that? they go over like 60, 70, 80 plays, ninety plays, like ninety they, plays, ninety plays. I mean, come was, on, that's incredible. That's ridiculous. That's, that's very impressive. Like no one's and like honestly, it's actually more kudos to the Dolphins' defense for not getting gas. Oh, for sure, right? I guess. I think Buffalo, that was the problem. Buffalo's offense was getting gas. Well, Ingram, uh, I don't know if you remember this, last year for Pittsburgh, he ruined the game for us. Yep. And guess what he did on uh, Monday? Mm-hmm. He ruined the game, right? Yeah. And that's, Sunday and I mean, shooting. again, you can say, all right, well, Mitch Morris, we didn't have our center. Van Roten went down. We had our third string center. I think that Morris is bigger right tackles. than anything. Morris was a big loss. There's how many muffled snaps that led to yep. issues in, like, again, you can't write these things, but that's unfortunate. Everything else wasn't that bad, right? Like the young guys are playing. You get ten. We're playing with house money. When, oh, for when sure. Those safeties are in those corners are all playing. Elam, uh, the one who broke fractures. Benford. His hand. Yep. How fantastic! You you never get to see him in the NFL play ever, right? Yeah. If Especially Benford was a sixth rounder, and he's playing as a rookie, starting as a rookie. And guess what? Playing well. Yeah. I would argue playing well. You know, and that's one thing. And I know, I know, White has got to miss one more game. He's eligible to come back. Um, what is it? The Week Five game against Pittsburgh. I have a feeling they'll probably rest him, have him practice that week, and save him for Casey on Week Six. But man, life. can you imagine when we get White, Bedford? Um, I can't think of the Poyer, other guy. Poyer uh, back. back. Uh, who's the other rookie corner? The first round pick. Elam. Kyrie Elam. Elam. His name. I had a. I, I'm old. I had a brain, brain fart there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you get them back. I mean, unfortunately, Hyde's done for the season. Yeah. That's a. That's a big that's blow. Like Aaron Williams, man. It's a repeat. You but know, it's sad. I'm telling you, I hope he comes back next year. I hope he's healthy. Um, but man, can you imagine when our secondary gets what about healthy? Jackson too? Uh, Dane Jackson, he'll be back. There's, they're saying there's a chance he could be back next week against well, the Ravens. That's a question with him. What would you do? Because I'll tell you what, if you don't, well, have- we know what the Dolphins would do. They would skip protocol and just say, "Eh, you know what? He's fine. Let him back on the field. He can breathe. He can play. He, he can breathe. He, get, get walk it off. Yeah, um, they're old school. But uh, hmm. I mean, it, it could be one of those injuries. It looked brutal. I mean, the play looked that brutal. That might be the ugliest hit you've seen in a while. I, right? I, I'm not going to lie. I thought I was worried that his career was done. So the I fact that he's going to be the, in a wheelchair. Yeah. The fact that the kid's even walking around that he got released from the hospital pretty much the next day, that's all great. So maybe it was one of those injuries that, all right, it looked awful, but it wasn't that bad. Right. Um, so, I mean, if he clears everything and if the kid's ready to play and, and he's comfortable, you're comfortable, he's run through all the stuff, actual protocol. Hey, get him back in there. I, that's um, what I think. But boy, what a – I bet that first hit. Like mm-hmm. It's like after you come back from any injury, right? You need the first hit, get the juices back, whatever you want to call it. That's going to be a tough one. Now, and we're going to go – we'll go right into our – and if you've got to come in hot with something afterwards, that's cool. Oh, but cool. kind of just into it, did you ever have – or can you remember one of those injuries yourself playing football? Because you're – you know, you co- played – you played at OP too, right? Yes. So you played at OP, coached at OP, played D1. I grew up playing in East Aurora, fun fact. Did you really? And okay. I, I played with Tasker and Kelso's kids. Nice. Okay. And actually, uh, Luke was on my team. Okay. Uh, and we were playing Kenmore. We were in eighth grade. 
He went to dive, make a tackle. When I was running, my leg was planted, and he swung on his hips. Oh. Broke my tibia and fibia in half. Uh, down on the ground, eighth grade, uh, cast up to my hip for the next uh, four to five months. Now, was it one of those things where, like, you knew it right away, this oh, is bad? The crunch, like- was, the crunch was instinct, and, like, it wasn't even pain until, like, I tried to stand up. And apparently my leg was still on the ground. Oh, yeah. That's a colorful image. Whew. And the best part, though, it was a clean break. There was ambulance on staff, and I got sent right away, and they had they just reset it because I was young enough. Okay. But to go back to what we were saying, after the following year I played, I didn't wear any protection over it, and I was always hesitant, right? And then one time we're going against another top guy that was playing for our team. No one wanted to go against him again. So I went again. He went low, face mask right in the same spot. I fracture it the next year. Oh, jeez. So then after that, I end up wearing a brace over it and have a fairly successful career in high school to go on and play college. Thoughts going through your head when you did that second break? Was it just like, oh, oh my God, this again? Idiot. I go, oh, that's what I get for trying harder. Like, you know what I mean? It's (laughs) like, oh. But no, it literally is like. It's mind over matter, right? Like the second it gets does scrapes, and you realize, oh, I'm not going to break again, or and like this is how the games play, especially football, right? Oh, you got to sure. play with violent intentions, and like if you play scared, you get hurt, right? Yeah. Like you have to play at full speed, or it ends up bad, right? It doesn't matter what size you are. There's little kids in high school that kill it. Right? Oh, for sure, because they're a heat-seeking missile. <laughs> yep, it's incredible. But no, it, it, it's it's hard to do that. And then when I, I used to roll my ankles a lot. So, getting into the brace game and all that, and you know, it's just interesting. And always never having it go back to the original strength is something that people really never tell you. Yep. Now me, for like, it, it's funny you bring up like ankle brace, knee brace, all that stuff. I mean, I've always had, um, even back when I played, I've always had like bad ankles, bad knees. I, soccer was my big sport. Oh. And I a lot was, of ankles in that. A lot right? of ankles. And I was always one of those guys where I never really wore the ankle brace. I never wore the knee brace. Not because I, I would tape. I would tape the ankle. Always? Especially, or just when it was hurt? Just when it was hurt. Towards the end, like when I, you know, when I got in older, like in my 20s, um, towards the tail end, I would tape it a lot more when I was doing like rec leagues and stuff just because yeah. you know. it started hurting a lot more the older you got. <laughs> But in high school, I never wanted to be that brace guy because I looked at it like other opponents would see that brace on there and they would take it as a sign of weakness. Or they would, like, go after that side. Yes. They do. They do And they do. And especially, I'm sure, in football, you look at that guy that's got an arm wrapped or something wrapped. uh, But, dude, I'm I'm banging that thumb. If he runs with it, oh, it's mine. Like, you know, and it's not illegal. No. It's not being dirty. No, it's, it's not. just hey, right. listen. If you want to come out there with that brace, I'm, I'm Uh-oh. not going to shy away from it. You're playing the same game we are, right? Yep. Everything's legal. Yep. Or, you know, in the scheme of whatever rules we're yeah. playing. And like you said, it's not like you're going on there and like stomping on it, whatever, in a in a scrum or anything. No. You know, you're just you're making a hit. No Indominican Sues. Right? No, yeah. <laughs> no Indominican Sues. Or apparently, who is that dolphin player? That's why uh, apparently. Um, Allen, like, you know, when he got that 15-yard penalty and he ripped the guy's helmet off, he was saying apparently on the on the scrums he was, like, kicking him in the groin and, oh, and, and stuff down there, that, which I'm sure. That is where the worst things happen. Mm-hmm. I had an eye gouged out once. Or not it gouged out, but, like, kid shoved the thumb as hard as he could in one of my eyeballs. 
Uh, I've heard people grabbing on uh, private parts. Yep. That's always infamous. Or um, just even wailing on kids underneath. It's pretty crazy. Pinching oh, I'm sure. arms. Like, you wouldn't believe some of the things guys would do. Like, Not- shove their fingers in their <laughs> I was going to say, it's it could get pretty bad. It could get pretty bad. Now, what position did you play, like, in your playing days? So I played defensive end my whole life. Okay. Did you play any anything on the other side of the ball? I did all special teams. And, like, I did, I played guard growing up a lot because I was pretty quick. Really? Then, as a guard? Yeah. I was, I was fairly big when I was younger. Okay. But, like, I maxed out at, like, 185 in high school, which is not very big. <laughs> not for a guard. No, nope. No. So I was just uh, mainly defense and all special teams, you know? Okay. Did you get anything like a uh, receiver or anything on offense? No, God, no. I was more of, like, a fullback, if anything. Okay. Like now, now, here's always the, I'm sure you've heard it before, hey, he plays DB because he can't catch. Or he plays on the defense. Is it was is that is that kind of true? That's one hundred percent true. Because if you could catch it, they would throw it to you. Or like it's literally that. Yeah, they would not put you there if you could. If you could catch, then you could play there. <laughs> you could play there. But you can't catch, so that's the only other spot for you. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so it is. Um, now is it is it true? Like the better defensive backs have a little bit of that wide receiver knowledge, whether it's through playing experiences, just so that kind of, you know, does, does that make you a little bit of a better defensive I mean, back? It's got to help, right? Hand-eye coordination always helps. All yeah. that, it's just good. T- Not only that, too. Like as a as a former receiver, you at least know what they're thinking, running route running wise. That all that definitely stuff. works. You know, knowing your enemy, right? Uh, Art of war. That's literally the mindset right there. So that totally makes sense. Uh, but, like, DBs, man, th- to give them the most credit than anybody, to guess where they're going all the time and go off body in, like, to the way you have to move and be on the right spot, it's the hardest position to play. Oh, for sure. I would argue. So, like, that one's tough. And then D-line is where men are made. I'm telling you. Like, those are some of the best athletes for being the size that they are. Winning in the nowadays. trenches. The DNs that play, like Von Miller, uh, who's a big one. Even for us, Rousseau, he's a freaking nature. He is going to, I'm telling you, M- Miller's, Miller's amazing. He's off to a great start, great season. But you know what? Three, four, five years later, when Miller eventually starts losing a step, Rousseau is going to benefit so much from having him. Like He's going to be, in my opinion, the next Von Miller, potentially. Because not only that, but this kid's a young kid. Only his second year in the league, and he's learning from a future Hall of Famer. Absolutely. And Vanessa, every- too. Absolutely. Right? Uh, Boogie. Boogie Basham. All those guys are doing the same thing, which is cool. And, like, they were showing uh, comparisons of Micah High, or I'm sorry, Mika Parsons and Von Miller and somebody else. They're, like, the fastest reaction times off the line or something along those lines. And Von Miller's number two at 40% or something like that. Oh, yeah. That's incredible at his age. He's 32, 33. Yep, something like that. Early 30s. Um, no, he's still. That's, when he gets off the edge, brother, good luck. And, you know, it is funny. Like I remember his draft day in particular because Buffalo had the third overall draft pick. Oh, yeah. And, we and skipped the, him, didn't we? No, we didn't skip him. The thing was is that it was looking like um, Denver was going to pick. Cam Newton, right? Because they had the number one pick. I think they had, or did Carolina? No, you're right. Have the no, you're pick? right. Because Vaughn was one. No, no, Carolina, Carolina had number one. Was one. So they were looking at like Carolina, 
was going to go Newton. If anything, if they didn't go Newton, they were going to go Miller. Right. Denver wasn't in position or didn't really have a need at DN. They looked like they were going to go with another guy. Swear at the time. Yeah. Or at they were at very least they were going to pick Darius, the guy that we picked, because they needed someone beefy in that middle. So everybody's like, myself included, like, man, we're going to get Von Miller. This guy's going to be a beast. Here's our potentially next Bruce Smith, whatever. You know, at that end, too, he was still predicted to be a little bit of a lineman or linebacker, too. But And then I just remember being like, oh, damn. Like, Denver picked him number two overall. Like, like good for Denver. But And then you start looking back in that season. Man, if we would have lost one more game, if we would have lost, like, mm. That's tough. But so it's great that he finally came full circle, and he, you know, pretty cool he's here, and it, it's cool that he's here. And not only that, I mean, there was talk at last season that we were we were in the running to make a trade for him when Denver put him on the market. That's true. So it's great. I mean, it stinks that we missed out on him last year, the playoff run. I'm sure he would have come in great for that Massive, Kansas City game. Dude. But Massive. it's great that he's here. Like finally, it 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 took this long. But he's finally here. It looks like the cold front of old, man. We get he, pressure with the four. We're playing good defense. Like you said, yep. when we get healthy, we're going to be fine. But, like, I was listening. I think it was Michael Irving talked one day. And he was talking about how the great teams always have depth, right? Oh, for sure. You need to have the depth. And our depth was challenged on Sunday and then some. Exactly. And look how much better we played than the Ravens did against them. Like, it's not even comparable. And let's be honest. What team going down to, like, an entire backup secondary, an entire um, – I mean, at one point we had our right tackle out. We had our center out, down to, not only just center out, third string center. Um, you're, you know, you've got injuries all over the place. Diggs on that last couple drives was popping in and out because he was cramping up. What other team – at some point, we looked like a practice squad team almost, and, still, and we still only lost by two points. Crazy. Like just and if they're arguably the number three team, like they're ranked today, yeah, that's incredible. Like, oh, for sure. Like how cool is that? Like yeah. again, we're we're right where we should be. We're 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 buying the juice that uh, McDermott's selling. Yep. Right? I the mean, process. There if it, it wasn't, they said at one point it was like ninety ninety degrees, ninety five degrees, real feel on the field. Could have been even hotter. Get that. I mean, at at, I don't want to say. I'm not making excuses because give Miami their credit. They won. They it was won just as hot for them, too, yep. although they had the shade on the sideline, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it just reminds me of that New England game where New England beat us, where it was uh, oh. just bitter cold, wind all over the place, couldn't pass, couldn't do anything. It just reminds me of that. Now, do you think if we run the ball more that game, this whole conversation doesn't exist or what? Run the ball game more. The New England game? No, the Bills the, game. The, the Bills-Miami oh, game? Bills-Miami, yes. I mean, golly. I, 90 mm, plays and Josh Allen threw 60-something times. Like I would have liked to see them get a little bit. But, again, Miami was doing a good job of stopping the run. Yeah. I just – it's crazy because, like, sometimes it still feels like we run, like, a lot of zone stuff. Like, the zone pulls where the QB can get out. And, like, I get he can run, but so can – Singletary's like a lead rusher right now, isn't he? And that's what I'm looking at. I mean, part of me, part of me wants them. Part of me wants them to go like, listen, give give Singletary 20 runs a game. Give him 20 runs. They'd have a heart attack first off. Give him 20 runs a game. He needs it. Yeah, 
I mean, and it's not like he's garbage. No, he's when he's, he's when he's out. when he's given him a chance. When any time when he's given a chance, he's done at least above average, if not and the last very year, good. The highest yards per average at the end of the six games or whatever. Oh, for sure, it's incredible. He was on a tear. So he like, was on a tear. What? I don't know what their issue is. And guess what? Cook is not it today. So don't put him in. Yeah. Like, leave him alone. Cook had a couple decent catches out of the backfield. A few, but did, a, he, but did he fumble? or did what? Ha- there was something that happened, I swear. I was watching In him. the Rams game? No, it, I swear it was in the Miami game. I, was like, oh. I don't think he fumbled in the Miami game. He might not. I have. think there was one where he missed a few holes, like where he could have, you know, he could have gotten like 5, 10 yards easy, but he took the wrong hole right. or wasn't patient enough in his runs. But, again, learning curve. Young guy, that's true. But again, and I like the player, and I think he could. I think once he finds he's his special, spot, he's a special type of talent. He could be a potential. He could be a potential like his brother. Why not? Maybe not as dominant, but you had Singletary, you had Moss, Cook, a good second round pick. But did you need right. to go running back in that second round? Could you have gone? And and again, I, I I'm not a draft expert. I don't Guard remember. Maybe. Yeah. I don't remember who exactly was on the board, but could you have gone somebody more offensive line? Could you have gone maybe another cornerback? Could you have gone another, another wide receiver, another center? Yeah. No. Could you? Could you? Were there other holes besides running back? The only argument I'll give you is to play devil's advocate is Bean has done the best job that mm. with the value we've gotten guys oh, at. Sure. I think for it's sure. incredible what he's done is truly different, right? Like in the course of what the seven years he might be here like that's crazy for sure he's done a great job of developing not only just putting together a roster and good, i don't good mean coaching staff too good right coaching that's staff. his business right and he's been very meticulous about it right. so and and i'm not grilling i'm not i was one I, when they originally picked cook i like to pick i'll be honest i sure. like to pick he's a special town but did you need it did you need it? And it's they were just, hoping he'd be a difference maker today. Yes, like they were. If he was, if he's picked at where he is, he needs to be a difference maker today, and then you win. Yes, right now he shouldn't even start. No, or like get significant yeah. reps. And that's all telling me that you know, if I'm Singletary, I feel a little disrespected Bro, by that pick. But that's like, a wonderful point. But like, listen, he had a he had a solid rookie season, and then what do you do? The next year you draft Moss, who whatever, but. Singletary, again, was the better back, had another solid season. And then they come back in and they bring, who they get? Matt Breda. They try to bring Matt Breda in. Yeldon was here too, right? Yeldon. And Singletary goes out and has another pretty solid season. And you know the best part. And then you're drafting Cook again. Like, why? Like, the, the kid has done nothing but be a solid running back. Why aren't we, it, it almost seems like, He's like Buffalo's kind of treating him like that guy. All right, he's good, but I want someone better. All right, he's good, but I want somebody better. All right, like come on, he's proven to you that he can at least be an above, at the very least, an above average running back. Like why? Why are you not trusting in this kid? That's the thing that geeks me out. I don't understand it. Like maybe he's. Maybe he's a, uh, in the locker room a menace, right? Like we I, don't know. We'll I never know. That. He doesn't seem like it. No, he seems like the best running back, like nicest guy, right? And you would think. And here's the thing: how many times? And and you've coached football. 
And how many times do you have an athlete that you've coached who isn't getting the necessarily the playing time who's going to come out and be like, this is bull, this is right. garbage, this is garbage. We've never heard that from him. Right. And with Twitter, with Instagram, with every social right. media thing out there, you think that if he was that type of player over the last couple of years, it would have eventually come out in some form. You heard Odell's name before, and, right? And you we've know. heard nothing about Singletary being a diva. When I'll be honest, he, should be he, he he's got an excuse to be. It's like Lamar, right? Lamar can get any number he wants. He's yeah. he's a great example of what you should be doing. Yeah, Sean Watson, not so much. I'd argue Singletary's in the Lamar conversation, not MVP caliber. Don't even bring up Deshaun Watson because that's a whole nother. That man shouldn't even be playing. Like, forget. The, mm. But you know what I mean? The but, difference yeah, you're there, right, like, though. That's the guy that you tell your kids to be like, and then what does he get for it? Not Very much. True. Not much love, yep. which is kind of sad because, again, homeboy's pretty legit. Yep, absolutely. I mean, how many people would ha- rather have him than the guys on their team? Oh, like for he sure. Would start on you, most teams. I was gonna say you put him on. I'd say at least twenty five teams or more, and he's their starting back who's getting twenty twenty five carries. I would think so. Now I'm pretty sure this is his. Like, I'm pretty sure this is his last year in his deal in his rookie deal. It's gotta be. Can't so I hope he signs. No but if I'm if I'm Devin, I'm looking at Buffalo. Listen, you're probably not gonna give me the money because you're cash strapped. And you haven't you you haven't shown any faith in me. Um, I'm gonna go try. I'm gonna go try L.A. Who needs a running back? The Rams. I'm gonna go try uh, Kansas City. Who doesn't seem to like Clyde Edwards-Alaire? I'm gonna go. Si- I'm gonna go sign some with some of these big dog teams Ravens. who are just as good as you, who are gonna run me 15, 20, 25 carries a game, or who are gonna give me touches out of the backfield. I mean, and and you know what? I'm gonna look at him. Hey, Motor, thanks, buddy. You've been great. It's nothing against you. Yeah. I mean, I wish you were here. Exactly. It's just kind of weird how it's going down. But again, it's still early. Week it's three. It's still early, right? He could have thousand yard season. I think he's capable of something along those lines. Oh, for he sure. Like, he almost had it last year, and he was at 800, right? Yeah, and he didn't really get in a groove until week six. Well, we threw five wide out there. How many times? Yeah, it's crazy. And I get it. I get it. You've got Allen, who is a who is a one of the best, if not the best, quarterbacks right now. So it's like having a Ferrari. You want to drive it all day, every day. You want to you want to drive it in the snow. You want to drive it to the supermarket. Who cares? But come on, man. You've got to know that you've got other you've got other arsenal in there. You can't always drive that Ferrari. You've got other things, and you've got very capable weapons. Use them. Oh, I totally agree with you. Now, as a coach, like you coach at OP after after your season, so we'll talk a little, get a bit, a little bit about your coaching. Did you ever have that athlete that you just couldn't like? There was always that workhorse in practice, always that workhorse in games, but but for whatever reason, you just couldn't get him out there maybe as much as you wanted it or as much as he deserved. Uh, there was a few cases, but a lot of the kids really that I played, I moved around a lot, like position wise, because at the age it was, it was first freshman and then JV, and like even freshman and JV is a big difference. Kids are growing in their bodies. Some kids that played lineman their whole life are moving to linebacker, or some kids are linebacker or moving to lineman. Right, they got a little heavier. 
Uh, so there's a little bit of that that plays into it. Um, but to get the kids the playing time, I think the hardest part is to get it fair playing time. Because, like, at a point, especially at JV, it's about winning almost. And it shouldn't yep. be, but it is. But it is. And so if you don't win, no one wants to play. But if you do win to a certain degree, everyone will want to play. But it's got to be equal. It's, it's tough. I'll tell you, I didn't perfect it by any stretch of the imagination. But I definitely was more aware of it after, like, my, you know, after my second year for sure, I was more aware of it and then constantly changed. I think I did it for five. And that's the hardest part, I think, is getting not even the kid that works hard, but just, like, everyone an opportunity. And, like, you'd love to give those kids more than anyone else. But it's so hard, I'll be honest. Now, it's funny that you say at the JV level, like, it should be about winning, but at the same time, it should be about playing time. What's your philosophy? Because I've coached every level. I've coached like the the third, fourth, and uh, third, second, third, and fourth grade soccer teams. I've coached modified soccer. I've coached JV soccer, varsity soccer, um, both as a head coach and assistant on almost every level. When I got to the JV level, or even when I get to the when I've coached at JV level, for me, my coaching philosophy is: listen, it's winning. Like it's 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 winning because I'm I'm getting you ready for that ultimate varsity level, which is definitely all about winning. Right. When you're at that modified level, for sure, and even the the little kids level, all right. Do you want to win? Yes, but it's not about it. Like right. that's more the playing time. That's more the like. All right, everybody's getting thirty forty minutes. Everybody's getting you know, you can barely tie your cleat, but go out there, show me what you can do. You know. Um, but at the JV level, my philosophy has always been like, listen, you're going to practice for me hard. You're going to play for me hard. I'm going to try to get you as much playing time as I physically can, because especially for those kids that, and I'm sure you've had them, they bust their butt every practice. They try every single day, but just God love them. They're just, they don't have that athletic ability. Or they just they're just not as good. At the good. time there. At the time. At too. the time. Right. At the time. Right. And some of them, unfortunately, never get to that time. But if it's if it's a blowout one way or another, if you're either up a lot or down a lot, and there's been those games, sure, those kids are, hey, come on off, let's go. You guys have did your job, all right? Second string, third string, whatever, go in, get your twenty, twenty five, thirty minutes that game. Right. But if it's a tight game, at that JV or varsity level, varsity for sure. But even at that, when it, there's been those tight games on JV, listen, I'm, there's a reason they're my starters. There's a reason well, that they're my, my top dogs, and, and I'm relying on them. And the, you might only, sorry, kid, you might only get five minutes this game. You might get no minutes this game. Well, the hard part would for me was quarterback because, like, that's a tough issue. You got a lot of kids that want to do it, obviously. <laughs> There's only few that can, and there's only really one that should. One that should. Yeah. Now, do you, even at the JV level, did you did you guys usually rotate quarterbacks? No, in? you okay. had a starter. I I made a decision maybe a year or two ago to give some kids opportunities and go like first half, then different series. All that was bad. Like that did not work. Yeah. Because all it did was confuse everybody with cadences comfortability then they're worried about oh if i have a bad drive am i not going to get the next drive back 
So, like, luckily I made a lot of those mistakes earlier, I guess. Um, but the, that's the hardest one is when you only have one position and it only is one guy. Oh, for sure. And, like, you know, anybody can play line. Most kids can play running back. Not everybody can play receiver. And, like, two can play quarterback. Yeah. And, like, that was probably the hardest part. Now, did you ever have to have those conversations where you have a kid that wants to play quarterback, but he clearly, like, like yeah. clearly doesn't have the arm strength, doesn't have the accuracy, doesn't have any of the tools. Might be the nicest kid most in the world. Most kids get it. Most kids get it, which is like the refreshing thing about football. Like most of it is proof in the pudding, right? The kid can throw the ball twenty yards, or he can't. He can throw the spiral, or he can't. Like, do you ever have those kids though that? Just no, coach. I can do. It. I'm yeah, like, yeah. why don't you play? They'll me? do it for three weeks and then they won't do it again because they they don't get burned, right? It's like anything. Okay. The, the kid who can't play goalie doesn't play goalie, does he? he that try, is true. He tries. He tries. It. He tries it, and then he goes, uh, uh-uh. uh, or he goes, uh, why am I not getting in? It goes because you let every ball in, bro. Like yeah. I can't. It's like if you drop the snap, I can't let you play there. Like you know. And then after a while, when your friends are yelling at you, you don't want to play anymore. Yeah. Right. You kind of. You don't, it's almost like you don't even have the conversation. The The team has had that conversation for them. Exactly. And I think it's, it's definitely at that JV level that kids are then figuring out their bodies and where they're going to be the next three years. Because like you said, is it about winning? Yeah, it is. Because there's one more season, and we only have like eight games roughly. You have eight more games until it means everything. Yep. Right? Like Friday Night Lights is the thing. Especially, no matter where you are in the country, I don't care. Football is number one, right? The oh, fr- for sure. Every school, they get the most money, the most lights. Even if the team is the worst, it doesn't matter. It gets everything. Yep. And if you pu- if you show up, it is the best thing in the world. Like, I went undefeated. For, I think I lost, like, two games my high school career. We won state my senior year, right? Th- those were incredible. We murdered everybody. And it was awesome. It was a wonderful experience to be a part of. But I couldn't imagine going to practice at three. It, we're three and seven. We're in the first round of the playoffs, and you're playing my old school, and go, uh oh, what? Like, I, I yep. the state of mind to be in that is tough. Like when I got to college, I started losing, and that's tough to kind of acknowledge and go through. I didn't even lose, lose in Little Loop. We won championships then. It was crazy. Like I was, I'm very blessed. Oh, I was, around, I was around a lot of talent. Like it's not me doing it all. I was around sick teams. My high school senior year, 13 kids went to play college sports. 11 11 play on the field. 13 were able to play some form of – one got drafted for baseball, uh, D1 lacrosse players, D1 AA football, and a bunch of, like, uh, basketball. You know what I mean? So, like – OP is no joke. They always have a deep team. Well, yeah. They're still good. They're still good. But um, now, on a deep team like that, whether coaching or even from a player aspect – did you ever have those um, where you had two good, solid quarterbacks, and then you got that guy that's just maybe a little bit better, and then you got that you, – you, unfortunately, especially in football, it's the nature of the beast where if you're the backup, you're not playing unless something goes wrong. That's exactly what happens. Now, like, are, most are those the time, – Most of the time, you're pretty lucky. It's like senior, junior. So, like, you give the card to the senior, of course. and it's kind of a better argument, blah, 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 blah. But there was one time kids were getting good, and it kind of came to that junior year, and everybody had to make a choice, right? It was like, are you going to really dog it out and fight this kid for QB1, 
or you admit that he's a tad bit better, and then you play receiver, which has ended up happening for a lot of guys. Because most of the high school quarterbacks are athletes. Oh, for sure. They're not pocket passers. They're they're athletic. Especially kids. nowadays. Oh, 100%. I can see like maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago right. where you just got the old statue quarterback. He's going to drop back. He's got a laser arm, and that's it. Big, so, Big tall, big tall guy. And uh, so it's interesting. But everyone's an athlete, really. So the whole schemes have changed. There's all these more zone concepts. You're spreading people out. You're trying to throw the ball all over, the, like, the air raids, right? So it's interesting because, like, and then the other thing is how many kids have quarterback coaches? How many kids have uh, even a punting, kicking coach? It's quite incredible. And I'm not saying you shouldn't learn from a lot of people. You definitely should. But there's certain things, like, you need to listen to your coach at your school. You know why? Oh, for sure. Because he's the one going to decide if you play or not, right? Yep. If he tells you to back up Goofy, back up Goofy, right? And You know what I mean? Maybe there's some better knowledge out there, and every coach can learn more 100%. But that doesn't change that they are there, and the time that they're spending, you can't even, like, monetize it, right? Because it, it wouldn't be fair. Oh, for sure. We'd be paid a gazillion dollars, and you wouldn't see us complain. But, like, that's the thing, like, there's so much time and effort put in, whether it's a good coach or even a bad coach, dude. Like to be there is, cr- it's a lot. Yeah, you're. I mean, you said you coach at all those levels, right? How many uh, family events did you miss? How many birthdays? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's funny that you bring it up. Like my my wife loves to travel. Like loves it. Like she, you know, you went to Italy, didn't you? We went. Oh my god, we, we had the most amazing trip this summer, and it's all because of her. Not to say that I don't like to travel. You ain't doing. But it. but when it was just when it was just me, it was like my traveling was getting on a bus and going to you know whatever whatever team we were we were facing that right. week. That yeah. was my traveling. Yeah. So, you know, it stinks to say because, like you said, especially doing you know during fall, you ain't going anywhere. During winter season, you ain't going anywhere. During spring, you ain't going anywhere. And when you're an early teacher, because what you get paid as a teacher and a coach, you ain't going anywhere because you're working during the summer. So it's hard to take vacation. So early on, before we even got married, when we when we were still dating, living together, um, <laughs> she she would be like, all right, well, you know, uh, I've got a stepdaughter, Sarah. But like, well, we're we're looking to go to Florida. Can you make it? Uh, sorry, hon, I I I can't. You know, we got a track meet, or we got a soccer game, or we got another track meet during the winter. Okay, so they'd go on vacation, or no way. You know, early on, it would be the first two two years in our relationship. It was they would go, and I would kind of wouldn't really be able to go, or really couldn't go. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until like that third year, I kind of looked at myself and looked at my like, you know what? I, I I need to start going, and and thankfully, especially during winter, um, winter track and outdoor track, I've worked with amazing coaches. Where I just started a little like, dude, I, I I know it's February break, but you know I need I'm I'm, I'm my wife just, my wife just planned a vacation, and, and they were okay. Well, yeah, right. And, and then you know during spring, together, right? like they'd be like, okay. Yeah. So I kind of look. It almost took like that first year, year and a half, where I missed probably one or two vacations. And they weren't anything big. There was like, you know, a, a week trip down to Florida or a week trip here. Still time with Still family, time with bro. my family. And I'm looking up. You're like, you know what? All right. I, I kind of, it, it almost took that, having that relationship and being in that relationship where I was like, you know, she's right. And she never complained. She got it. I mean, and I shouldn't be bragging about this. The day before I got married, I had a track meet. 
and I went to that track because it was the NFL championships, yeah, you yep. know, Niagara Frontier League. Yep, yep. We had the track meets, and every coach on that in that in our teams, they're looking at me like, "Dude, aren't you getting married tomorrow? Aren't you getting married tomorrow?" I'm like, yeah. But that's the life of a coach. And but they're all look, even them. They're giving me grief. Like, dude, you, you should be home. So I kind of I got a lot of flack for that, but my wife totally got it. She got a little angry. She got and we had a super small wedding when we did it because we got married COVID or during the COVID years. Oh, okay. So that you know we've been married. It would have been a, a year this past June. Word. Um, June fifth. You see, hon, I remember our anniversary. That's right. Because uh, she listens. But I got I got a lot of flack, and even afterwards, you know, she was like, you know, you could have, you should have, blah, blah, blah. But she gets it. She understands that Jeez. it's just the nature of the beast, which, which is a great reason why we got married, right. which is why I got that ring. And don't get me wrong. I know a lot of coaches out there who either didn't get married or currently aren't married anymore it ruins because of relationships. It, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's ruined past relationships for me. Yeah. Where where it's got to be that you've got to have that special person you're married with. Yeah. For sure. Or it's not going to work. Especially in the coaching game because the hours are tough. You can't always say when. I, it's such a weird game that we play, right? Like, Absolutely. Coach, like, you're just crazy about the sport so much that you just want to invest in young people and you're trying to do right and lead by example. You know, do the right things. And, like, how much do you sacrifice sometimes? Oh, for sure. And you got to weigh your that's, – that's the trouble I get now being, like, kind of old, kind of young. It's like, oh – you kind of got to pick a lane, and then like you yep. have to either stay in it or, or like you're kind of screwed. Yeah, and I I met my my wife. We started dating. It'll be nine years this coming May. Oh or snap! The, so, or sorry, nine years this coming June, June fifth. We met June fifth, so we got married Very on June fifth because I can't remember more than one date. So it'll be nine years this coming June. So it'll be it'll have been eight years this past June, and it really took me. So I would have been I think I was thirty three when I met her. It really took that that having that relationship and knowing, like, listen, I it, it can't all be about uh, sports. I've got to have a little bit of a, a a family life, a little bit of a life outside. Did how did like administration take that? They were cool. They've been cool with it. Like right. I've 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 had, and when I've been just the sole head coach, and usually it's soccer, I've been the sole head coach. I know. Listen, I'm not canceling a game because of a vacation. I'm not canceling this because of a vacation. But there's been those times where I've gone on, especially during uh, during um, spring sports, track and field, something like that. Where Labor Day. Where, where Labor Day, where I'll do like a quick little a quick little weekend trip or whatever. And, you know, as long as it's, you know, hey, hey, Dan, Tim, you know, I'm, I'm going on a little trip. All right, dude, we'll see you when you get back. Yeah, right. And they'll do the same thing. That's the beauty of coaching with a good staff. There's been times where, where my other coaches, Dan, Tim, they've gone on. You know some of their trips. Hey, that's cool, right? You and know? everybody's entitled to that, right? Everybody's like, you yeah, gotta yeah, have you that sign up for the job, but like, what's also it called? Work-life balance. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. you know. And and for many years, I was that. Nope, I'm not taking a vacation, and and I was single, and I was loving it, right. and I still love coaching, but you know, for me, it was, and you know, my my stepdaughter Sarah, I kind of attribute it to her. She was. Fifth, sixth grade when I started dating her mom. So those you kind of sixth grade, she was on the basketball team. You know, she played sixth grade basketball. Then she got in the modified sports and she did cross country. So it wasn't even two. It wasn't even me like 
missing practices, but after practice, I'm sprinting back home or over to Clarence Gym so that I could see her play even just if I catch one quarter or a half of her modified basketball team or her JV basketball team or her varsity, you know, whenever sport goes out there. Or it was, all right, let me, we got to run a a Saturday practice. I know she's got a cross-country meet at blah, blah, blah. Let me run that Saturday practice a little early, early. nice and early, so I can get done and... Go or you go. go. Right. You know, and that's and the best part, too. You can make your schedules. And, like, if, you, if you're a good planner, really you can make a lot of stuff work. Mm-hmm. But the problem is it's long. Because oh, you're up sure. early. Your class is all – if you're a teacher, class is all day. And you're back in the song and dance every day of practice. Now, and look, soccer's every day, right? Soccer's every day. Um, and even I was, rain, I'm sure. Even rain. We practiced today during the rain. We did have there was a lightning bolt, so we had to you know come inside for like half hour or something. But uh, that's what I don't think people realize. During when I when and I'm sure you got the same thing when you coach sports, you're literally like I get to school at seven thirty every day. Get there, work, you know, teach until three o five. Make that drive over to Kenmore, which is about 15 minutes. Practice from 3.45 to 5.30. If we have a game, we're going 5 o'clock or sometimes 7 o'clock until whatever. It's just a long day. I think at one point, especially during the indoor track season, I think at one point I was averaging like 65, 70 hours a week. It's ridiculous. One, One week just with our indoor schedule. Uh, Dan Norton, who's been on the the show, he coaches with me at Ken East. We figured out one week just how the schedule worked. We worked, I think it was something like 82 hours that week because we had like a Saturday meet for one, but then we had a JV meet on Sunday. I mean, it was. How long do those last? Right? Saturdays are tough. It's it's just. They got me for the Section 6 title one day. I was doing the pits for the long jumps. It was like 100,000 degrees out. Yeah. Oh, my God. And like you said before, it's not like coaching pays by the hour. <laughs> no, sir. You get that stipend at the beginning of the year. And, hey, if you got to work. That's the worst, that, by the way, the it. stipends. That, the way that that works is silly. You get it like a quarter of the way of the season and then they wait till like the season's almost over and you get these big bills. Now, it's that's just, the one thing I'm glad with Kenmore is – you pretty much get it as a regular. You get it every two weeks. Shut like, up. You, you, oh yeah, they break ah. it into. They, I think, fall season we get. Lucky. I think it's broken into eight paychecks. Um, That's amazing. Winter season I think is a little longer, maybe ten paychecks, and I think uh, spring might be eight again. So we're getting uh, we're getting our our pretty consistent paycheck. That's crazy. So yeah, I didn't know they did that. I've only had large stipends like uh, halves. Oh yeah. Oh, when I was when I was at Cleve Hill, first coaching uh, track and field basketball, um, we it was that same thing. You would get it first day of the season, and then you would get I think another. It was either was it first, middle, end, so you'd only get three checks, or I think it might have even only been middle end. So you weren't getting that first check till middle of the season, and right. you weren't getting another one till the end of the season. That's kind of what mine was, and like I'll tell you, that is tough because guess what? You're driving every day. You need to eat, and you don't you don't eat that well when you coach because you don't have time. You know, so we say right there's yep. time to make food, but we don't, and uh, that's the life we live. So we spend more money. Actually, it's it, that's why I say it's crazy. Like 
I think that's one part later in my career. I'm like, man, I, I kept saying this always. I was like, it's it's thankless, right? Like, you really can't do it if you want someone to give you a pat on the back. Because nope. like, even if you do the best job, right, and you make a difference, the there's, kids don't even really tell you, right? Like, no one really tells you. There's always, and not only that, but for every, like, one or two kid that does inevitably give you that pat on the back or those one or two parents that come up, hey, coach, good job, You'll have like five or six that why isn't why did my kid only get ten minutes? Why is my kid not doing this? Why is my kid not doing that? What and, is up with that? How does no one have like a decent eye for things? Like objectively, like I understand your son daughter totally get it, but like when you watch the tape and there's clearly the kid going D one, and then you see your kid like you even said like that doesn't tie his shoes. Like, how do you expect me to ever play your son over like Billy? Like, Billy's dope. Billy literally shuts up. He runs his, his marbles off. And he's great. Like, yeah. you, you, it's the eye test. He literally has the eye test. Oh, for sure. Your kid is not doing anything. Yeah. And I'm supposed to play him because of why. Yeah. And the only time I ever really feel bad about a kid not getting playing time is that kid that is just the workhorse in yeah. practice, has all the heart, is, like, basically like Rudy from, you know, from, from Rudy. Yeah. From, and just... You're just like, dude, I, 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 I want to put you in, but Boy, it's I the can't. championship game or it's a game like it's it's one to one. It's seven. It's it's we're you know, yeah, we're right. down by a touchdown. We're up only by two three. Minutes. There's two. Like, mm, I want to get you in, but I can't, dude. Like, I can't. That's and see, that's I think it's got to do two things to a kid. One, it's either got to make a mental monster out of him. Like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to get better no matter what every day like like they've been doing. Yeah. Or they're going to break eventually. And yeah. like I, that's sad to say, but I really think that's the only way out of that way. Right? Oh, for like, sure. A lot of those kids end up becoming I mean, the ones I know are pretty successful. Like they're pretty tough, hard-nosed kids. They didn't let it bother them. They're always going to work hard. Yep. Actually, one was supposed to be at our school and I don't ever see him. Really? Yeah, swear to God. Uh, I could see I, that. I, he might be in, a, in like the front. I think he's only there like certain days, let's say. But I haven't seen him in school yet. So oh, lovely. But he was one of those kids, a small kid, ended up being smaller than everybody in his grade, ran like running back for us, and just was a great kid, just could never couldn't play, you know? Yeah. And like that's kind of the best thing from my, my perspective is being always the undersized kid, especially at defensive end. And I found a way on the field. So, like, that's why, like, I get it does play for sure a factor. But there's a there, if there's kids with enough dog in them, they're fine. Oh, yeah. They're, and you, everyone's had them. All, most coaches do. But, like, a lot of it's in the kid, right? Like, let's be honest. Some of those kids have, like, a little mental part where they're not going at the hole hard enough because they, they're afraid, I think. Or, like, even in soccer, maybe not giving it their all or sliding with full commitment because of – I'm sure yard sales them later or something to it, but oh, that's wild world. I just yep. Now, did you ever have? I mean, you've coached how many years did you end up coaching at, o, at OP? So five at OP, five seasons. Um, I did football and then varsity track and then modified track. Okay, so you did do track and field. Yes, sir. Very good. Are you planning? I know you're not coaching at OP this uh, this season, no. but are you doing track and field? Planning no. on going back there? No, sir. All right. So, track and field is a long process, and it is, is a is a brutal. It is, is brutal, and like I think the toughest part is track. The track community is awesome. I learned that. I didn't know how it really is the way the kids are with each other is 
is like no other sport that I've been around ever. So I think that is a true testament. But I'll tell you what, man, that is not for me. There's a lot going on. And there's so much time committed to track that no one tells you about. <laughs> yep. Like those Saturday meets that, you know. Go on forever. So this forever. is the one thing about our area I will never understand, okay? The best way to get better is to play against better and more competition, oh, right? Sure. Like more places. Why in indoor do we all meet and face the same people for seven or eight weeks straight, okay? And then they all want to do these these bigger meets, which is just the exact same people, <laughs> right? At a later date, and it's going to take way longer. So what what is that? Because that, to me, is the dumbest thing. Why in the winter would you not take one week and go to Rochester, right? Like you can go to Brockport and do a, a thing at the Cirque. I know for a fact. They do it all the time. Yep. That's what it was made for. I know there's indoor facilities halfway between, right? You can meet in Batavia. There's got to be an indoor place, right? I, I'm assuming. But, like, you're telling me, and the, the reason I say it is because when I coached varsity, when I did it, it was Gene Tundo's last year, and we he was working with the girls. I was with the boys. And the, we only did, like, four meets out of normal meets, right? The, and the Houghton meet. So you know the Houghton trip. I know a bunch. Of, and we didn't do it. We <laughs> weren't playing it, okay? Because I didn't. First off, there's no value in it. Like, I get for the kids a little bit, but let's be honest. They're not getting better there because they're running against the same kids. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's crazy to me. Like, that's literally running the same horse race all the time and, like, it getting a little bit different, right? Like, kids are going to get a little bit better for sure, but he's only going to get better when he stops racing Billy and Mark and starts racing uh, any other kids anywhere yeah. else, right? Yeah. Unless Billy and Mark are like the best in the in the state, and then that's the theory on cats, which is completely different. But like you know, what I, I am I that is crazy to me. Like I don't. That's the one thing about our area that turned me off from track was like, oh, we're so smart, but then we're also not very bright. Yeah. Now, one thing we'll do um, at, at Ken East, what we'll do is we'll take um, every so often, like the Saturday meets, instead of going against. Section six competitions. We'll go to a section five meet. Oh, so see, we'll go genius. Yeah, that's and exactly I mean, what more people need to do. And in fact, there's a couple times like we'll take our like this year we did it. We took our top, you know, our top top kids, and we'll send them off to a section five meet. Like just like hey, listen, this is the top meet, and then we'll send our you know our Does other the coach kids have to go with them. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. So we'll send one of the coaches with them. In fact, we sent uh, we did it this year where Tim took. A bus with the top girls, top guys, sent them out to a tougher meet yep. where Dan and myself went to the other one. Went to the other one. But it also gave some of the lower kids who don't get a chance to go to those invites because invites, you're not sending an entire team. You can only send um, two per event, so two long jumpers, two triple jumpers, and you can only send like two runners where it's not like a duel where you can send anybody. So some of those lower-level kids aren't going to those, but it – opened up some spots for that meet. And then that's great for the opportunities, right, which is the big Absolute, goal. Absolutely. Just, and you you challenge your better kids, like you said. Hey, let's see what Section 5 has. Let's you see know? how fast you really are. Because at the point, that's why, like, I always loved playing at Orchard Park. We were the double-A school. We played the biggest schools around. And then after we beat the biggest schools around, we went and played other schools. And then you find out, really, if you are whatever you think you are. Yeah. And that's why I just don't really understand. I'm glad you do that because uh, 
the ones I know didn't. And, like, I couldn't believe that these kids were excited to go to the same meet and race the same kids. I'm like, for what? Like, yeah. what, what? Like, Mark, you care this much about beating this kid by three whole seconds every meet? Yeah. But, like, what? It's crazy. I just, to me, it's insane. So uh, that's why we run a solid program over at Ken East, you know. Oh, there is no doubt. Now, it's funny that you brought up indoor and and, and let me what's your philosophy on indoor? Because my my philosophy for indoor track was always it was it was basically your training method for outdoor. Absolutely. Like it's and, and don't get me wrong. I wanted to win. Indoor, like I, I coach the throwers. I coach shot put, yep. shot put discus for outdoor, and then shot put weight throw for indoor. Yep. So I was always coaching my 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 shot putters. I was a distance runner. It's funny that I'm coaching shot put. So I'll, I'll but Tim Mativier does a great job with our distance crew. Dan does a great job with our sprinters. Good, let him so go. I just want I and they allow me to stay with my throwers. Beautiful. But my philosophy always was: listen, all indoor, we're working weight room. We're doing foot skills. We're doing we we do Maybe get a chance to a new, throw into the gym some new practice, but we're right. doing everything because I I don't outdoors want, I, when you throw yes like you I, throw your distances right and I don't want to say that I don't care how well you throw in an indoor meet because I do but at the same time I don't that's I, not your measuring bar yes, right I'm my job right now during this season is to get you stronger in the weight room faster with your foot speed better with your approach, better with your fundamentals so that you can go out and outdoor and dominate. Right. You can go get state titles. You can go get sectional titles. Because what go... looks better. Exactly. That's, that's exactly it, right? And you're getting better competition out there. For sure. Um, I mean, and then you know the Lancaster throwers, they were beasts for a few years. Oh, Remember goodness. how monstrous they were? Oh, my goodness. But they were doing, I think they were probably doing what you're doing. They were heavy in the weight room. Yeah, they were big benders. They, they, you know, they're getting low. They're getting the hip flexors, all that stuff. Yep. And as the once you get to the outdoor season, it's weird because you you do start indoors and you go to your track or whatever right. when the weather gets nicer. But typically at your track, you lose a lot of the weight room. Like we do have a little bit well, of a the, weight room, even the time to get out there. Right? Yeah. That you forget that's all factors. Oh, for sure. But you, you, for us. It's not that we don't want to do a lot of our lifting once we get to the track, but at our facilities, we really can't. Our weight rooms are all back at the high school. Oh, our weight geez. rooms are all there, so we don't really. It's once not, you're gone, you're gone. Yeah, right. It, and it's it's almost like, but they have. That's why it's so important for for my throwers during the winter to really develop that base, to develop that and get that strength. And again, we try to lift as much as we can, and we do have a little bit of a weight room in uh, at the track facility, right. but it's all it's all such. basically like benches, rat. Like it's not it's not everything that you need, and and some of the there's not a lot. Even the even, even just the getting grades. the plates out there, right, there's right. not a lot of heavy plates. There's not a lot of weight. You know, it's it's not as good. No, it's right. like going from driving a Ferrari to a Toyota. Hey. <laughs> I mean, nothing I, wrong I with Toyota, like. no. but you know, it's it's not what it is. So no, I think it's smart. I I would do that with indoor because that's the thing. I think you have to have the conversation with people. What is your goal here, right? Oh, like, and I'll tell my kids. But like, listen, it, it this is not it. Playing yeah. them like again, they're throwing against the same kids. Mm-hmm. So like, 
there's going to be your top five anyway and everybody else. So what are we doing? We're just worried about our top five? No, I want you all to get better. So how do we do that? Well, we'll use those meets and practices skills we're practicing. But what we're going to do is we're going to actually get stronger. Oh, for sure. Because that's the only way it's going to go farther. That's the only way things all work in our favor here, right? And then it gets kids. The problem is getting them motivated, right, I think, is how do you get excited for the weight room every day? Like, you have to internally want that. And, like, to get a – I think that's my big question actually for you is, like, are you you convinced that your workouts are getting everybody always? You know what I mean? Like – Oh, for sure. You'll always have that kid that kind of fades into the corner. Fades. Right. Coach, I, I, I got to get some water. 20 minutes later, he comes back. Or... Oh, I did my reps. But um, for my guys, I mean, you've been around track and field. You know you know the big boys don't like to run. No. You know the throwers don't like to run. So they don't mind, probably. So I'll, well, what I do is, especially over the last two years, I'm like, listen, there are days where we're going into the gym and we're lifting heavy. We're lifting heavy. You're doing whatever it is, whether it's a chest day, a tricep day, bicep day, a leg day, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you're going heavy. But then tomorrow, we're going into the hallways and we're running. And do I expect you to run a five minute mile? Nope. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We're doing a long distance run of 20 minutes. You better run 20 minutes. And that's where I'll kind of walk the hallways, or I'll run the hallways with them a little bit. And if the they're dogging it, is, is if they're dogging animal. it, you know, I'll be like, "Hey, come on, let's go, get up." And then there are days where we'll go into the like, um, we'll go into the just the regular gym, not the workout room, but the regular gym. And hey, we're doing foot speed, we're doing ladders, yep. we're doing agility ladders, we're doing agility would, squares. Probably one of the best for them, right? And it's funny because you'll get the guys that are – I've got quite a few football players that throw for me, and they'll know the agility ladders, and they'll be good with it. And then you get some of them just to throw, why do we need this? What? Well, do you want explosiveness off your throat? Do you want that kick and glide to come and have a good pivot and have a good move of the hips? This right. is where you get it. You want two bubble gum and walk at the same time? This will help you, brother. And then like, after we on. do those, we're doing stairs. Right. And That's good. And it's funny because the first week or two of practice – you get the complaints like, Coach, I don't want to do this. But after about that two-week period, then they just get into that rhythm. Then they just it, – it, That was a it, hard thing typically, for me, it's getting just, the rhythm for track. It's just typically they're like, Coach, this is, this is a little easier. Coach, this is – I can feel it now. Coach, my legs are like my better. I can feel my endurance. It's just, all right, let's go. But you got to do it more. Well, you see, that's do it the more. thing is they got to do a little bit of it to get a little bit of that reward, right? Like, because they're at the age where they're going to see it. Like, we're going to, how long do we have to work to get anything to show, right? Versus, oh, nowadays, I got to work about five years just to get it. <laughs> yeah, right. So for them, though, their bodies are changing so fast oh, and for repair sure. so fast. And with all the technology, I mean, can you, you laugh, right? Uh, how many times you go to these track meets? How many kids have air guns now or these pressure guns? Like the little massage guns. Yeah, yep. no one ever used that when you or I was growing oh up. Oh my god, we were lucky if we got a roller, dude. We were a... lucky if our school had a roller. Thank you. And like now, a lot of kids have ice baths in their house. They have this. They have that. Like, and they still get hurt. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That's the thing. And I was crazy. back in the day where. There was, you know, if you pull a, you pull a hamstring, you pull, listen, walk it off, you'll be fine. Suck it up, dude. You got to race in like five minutes, right? There's this one piece of tape that worked for everything. Yeah, 
<laughs> and not only that, I mean, nowadays at every track meet, at every soccer game, at every football game, there's trainers. There's two trainers, three trainers. Are you kidding? We didn't. There was no trainers I at our know. soccer games. There were no trainers. There was one for three different teams. Yeah. Right? It, it, and they had to make it from every practice somehow, and everybody was safe, right? Yep. And I got hurt a lot. So, like, I was taped up from, like, you know, I was playing with mangled arms, man. It was wild. I mean, back when I first started coaching, I mean, there was no train. I was the trainer right. as the coach. You know, you go I'll, out I'll there. How ankles you tape? Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, I I, I broke in at at the Park School of Buffalo coaching um, varsity soccer my first year. Okay. I did varsity soccer. I did um, varsity tennis. I did their softball team, even though I know little about softball. But you know, when you're a young coach, you're coaching whatever you can. Tell me about it. And I mean, it was back to that. You know, you're the one. If a kid goes down, you're the one running out. You're asking him, all right, where does it hurt? All right, is it this? Can you do that? Yeah. You're just thinking of every question that any kind of coach or trainer asked ever you, asked you. Ever asked you. And then you're just hoping that you hear, be like, oh, it's not that bad. It's when you run out there and you see the blood dripping down there or you see a kid, like, you know, clearly got knocked in the head. In your mind, you're like, oh, my God, please don't let this be all that awful. Please don't make it like I don't need to call 911, please. Right. Like, and thankfully, I haven't I've only had to call the ambulance once in my career. Lucky. Um, and that's even when we had an athletic trainer for track and field when I was at Kenny's early on. And I had to hop in the ambulance with the kid because I was still the low man on the totem pole. Oh, you got the that. ride with him? I <laughs> got the ride. I had the ride. So I'm looking at it and. You know, I'm there with there at the hospital with the kid, trying to help him out. You know, trying to make him as comfortable. He ended up breaking his shoulder Dude. on a long jump. You know, he he just he went he did he, he did that forward? reach, but he's tumbled. But he during that tumble, he he just happened hit the wrong oh, spot yeah. on the shoulder. It happens. Um, great kid, but you're you know you're there, you know, trying to you know with the EMTs in the hospital room, and at the same time. I'm getting on my coach. I'm like, dude, somebody's got to pick me up eventually because I got, you know, you know I, how am I going to get home from the hospital? You know, then when the parents get there, you got to explain to them what happened. You know, you and they were cool about it. But at the same time, as a young coach, I think I was early 20s, mid 20s. All I'm thinking of when the parents got here, like, oh, my God, this parent's going to, like, kill flip you. their, their you How could it. you do this to my son? You're you know, baby. blah, blah, blah. And they were totally cool about it. Yeah. So it was almost like, all right, now I can kind of relax a little bit. Then you kind of think you're calling your assistant, like, hey, uh, Shane, can uh, you know? I know the meet's almost over, but can you're going to pick me up, I right? Need a ride. Dude. I, I I don't There's need no to call. Uber. Hey, this might have been before Uber. I'm like, I don't. I'm not going to call a taxi, am I? Right. Because I'm still a young coach. I can't afford the fifty buck taxi ride that it's going to be back to the school. I had a kid pass out in school once, and I had a ride with him, and it was at, I think it went to the Buffalo General right downtown, right where mm-hmm. Clyde Elth is, or whatever it is, and. After I was done, I I looked around and was like, "Oh, looks like I'm walking." <laughs> Luckily, it was only around Delaware, but bro. I had to walk. I walked back to school. Like you walk back? I was like, "Yeah, it was like a mile." But like, it was different. Than your, you know, what if it's twenty minutes away? I was walking. Oh, for sure. You, I was calling mom. Like, yeah. hey, you know. and that's just it. If no, if none of my buddies in the track, or if none of the coaches were like, "Sorry," I'm like, "All right, I guess I'm hoofing it." It's probably going to be a thirty minute walk, but I'm hoofing. What it. else you going to do, right? And back in the day, that. That's, I did that all the time growing up. I used to walk. I walked home once from East Aurora, and, like, I got picked up halfway, thank God. But, like, 
I'm not going to stand here all night at the field that has no lights, right? I'm going home. Yeah. Or I'm leaving this hospital, right? Like, yeah. I'm gone. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Oh, yeah. But I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's crazy. It really is. Oh. It's... All right. Listen, Nate, we got to have you back because there's a lot more stories we got to share. Hey, I like this. But we're getting you into the hot seat question. Let's get we're getting it. to five hot seat questions. We're going to, you know, ping pong back and forth off of each other. These questions are literally about everything, anything, whatever comes to mind. I'm going to start it off with hot seat question number one. Kind of been a rainy, drizzly day outside today. So as a kid or even as an adult, what's your favorite, like, just rainy day activity to do? My favorite rainy day activity is either gaming is one of my favorites. I'm a big Xbox guy. Okay. I used to be more into it, but that and then honestly, I'm a big um, movie watcher. Okay, so I love I Pop love a good Netflix movie. Or... Yeah, yeah. Okay. I watch all movies, so like huge into that. Beautiful. I'm kind of the same way. When I was when I was as a kid, um, it was definitely as a kid. Sure. I played in it. Oh, I was going to say, in the uh, kid, I'm definitely outside. But like, unless mom or dad is calling me in because it's lightning or it's, I'm staying outside. Like sliding in the mud, yep. right? You have an oh, entire t- swing or like a rope. That now was that like my be- childhood. My favorite games playing soccer were the games that it was downpouring. The coolest. Like, those were just so much fun. It had to have been the same in football. It's exactly the like, same. Like, especially in a defense. Like, did you ever get where you're like... You just tackle a guy and drill him into the mud. Mud's all over your face mask, yep. up his rear end. It's wild. The best part of the worst part is every player knows this. It's raining and you gotta sit down for the first time. Yep. That is the worst ever. But once that's done, it's, you're you're playing the game yep. and then you're flying and sliding and like even one of my favorite practices I can even remember to this day was out in East Shore and it was a mud bowl. So yeah. <laughs> those are the best. What, yep. is, what about as an adult for you? What'd you uh... As an adult, I got to say I'm definitely a movie guy. Like, yeah. Even even now, um, Vicky and I, Sarah's off to Syracuse. She's a sophomore in college. So, But even when it was just the three of us, we'd pop in a Netflix. Um, yeah. I would be the guy usually that, that picked the movie for nice. the family. So, uh, but I tried to pick one that everybody would like. Or yeah. I'd, try to, I, I'd like going with... I like the you know the good movies, but I like going with like the obscure movies, or even like showing. Especially when Sarah was younger, I'd be like you know I'd be like all right, this is a movie that I watched as a kid. Let's see if she likes it as a oh, kid. Oh, there you go. And she, the retro ones, kind of, and she'd be like, oh, that's kind of like Lord of the Rings was a big one. I brought I brought out when we were when we started dating. Movie you know, slaps. And she just looked like, oh, that's cool. And then she'd ask questions. I'm like, like, like all right, that's like, yeah, that, that's that even made it the better. Like, hit the nail on the head. So for, as an adult, I'm definitely a movie guy. Uh-huh. The occasional I get the board game in or break out the cards. Yeah, only if you the know. lights go out, I'll oh, break that. I was going to say, usually that's like power if outage. that's like a power outage. Yeah. Get the card games. Chinese uh, checkers I got big into. Shout out checkers. I, I, I like regular checkers. I never got into the Chinese checkers. It's fun. It, it, it can be cool. It's cool. All right, so that's question number one. Question number two, you got anything for us? Uh, yeah, are you the Bart Simpson fan? Or a, oh, a and Simpson here, fan, or is this, this, this is all this is all decorated by Matt Matt our Matt Johnson, the guy who owns the studio, the 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 pod king, the podcast king here of Tonawanda so, on the island here I, of, of everything he's of it. everything. He's, he, it. he's just he's internationally known. I love it. Um, 
you know, runs does the two point uh, two point conversion. So many other podcasts on here. Oh, cool! But uh, as far as a Simpsons fan, if you're asking, I love the Simpsons. Okay, I love the Simpsons. Very cool. So uh, yeah, I was just wondering. I love the Simpsons. Um, favorite Sim- I'll I'll even go further. My favorite Simpsons character is probably. I mean, Bart's always good. You got the family that that that's the. I'm trying to think of like an obscure one. But uh, I'll go Homer. I'm always, I always just. I, always I never just go watched Homer. it to be quite honest. You're not a Simpsons fan. I did, I wasn't allowed to watch it growing up because it was supposed to be bad, you know. Uh, but fun fact: uh, there was an episode made about my buddy's bar in Alaska. Really? And he has the pictures of the hand drawing scripts they sent what's him. What's the to. What's the show? Uh, I, Anything that we've heard? Or uh, it's it's on The Simpsons. Oh it's no! An episode on this. So the guy went from the Simpsons to the bar in Alaska when he lived up there. He was a young kid. It was his parents' bar. He loved it so much. He made an episode about it. Oh, see, we got to so find he, that episode. I'll find it. I'll let you know. And uh, he's got pictures of the handwriting signatures and everything. It's pretty wild. Oh, that's but epic, got, dude! I'm telling you, that's crazy you memorabilia. Got, you got to let me know. We got to find that episode. That's, Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So, question. Oh, you got to tell us your favorite. Uh, not as even Simpsons or whatever, like Family Guy, any like animation, uh, cartoon. It's probably South Park's number one. All South right. Park slaps. I'm a big uh, Cartman fan. It's my papa, can it? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, question three. Let's see. You'd like to think I think of these questions beforehand. But, oh, no. But no, we just, we just come up with them off guard. If you've got another question, feel free say, to pop in. What is the highest level of sport you played? Highest level. I actually got, uh, I could have played college, but by that time I had blown out my ACL. My knees were shot. Oh, so didn't, out of high school? Out of high school. Didn't play. Oh. Uh, played my senior year, travel team, you know. Um, nice. Didn't, didn't end up playing for Canisius. Was all set to go to Arizona State. Word. Um, but Oops. just didn't, you know, those things, knees held things, up, things, things didn't happen. Um, but uh, so very good soccer. Like so very good soccer. soccer. Higher level soccer. That's awesome. Listen, second team, Western New York. Me too. Uh, were you really? Not, yeah, in football. I was going to say, it's soccer? No, no, not soccer. But in football, second team, Western New York soccer. I nice. uh, had some looks, just never got to that college level. Word. Um, one thing I did regret um I got invited to play for a team for uh, that was going overseas. Oh, snap. Um, to, That's really to play cool. for them. But uh, it was one of those things where like they would they were getting um, I don't know if they do it for football, but you're getting like the better best soccer players throughout the area yeah. and offer them to go play overseas. They don't do football with that, but no. Okay, um, but just never never did it. You know, okay. it was a little I kind of blame you know it was something too where you could do fundraising for it, but you had to come up with some kind of money, money. and uh, you know blue collar. I get it. Blue collar family Niagara Falls just didn't have the money. I feel could have could have made it work. I mean, I could have sold those candy bars, but uh, but 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 didn't didn't make it work. No, I got you. No, yeah, I played up until college. I went to Teal in Greenville, Pennsylvania, and okay. a nice opportunity to start as a freshman a little bit, uh, and then I made a decision to leave because it was a smaller school. And I thought it was kind of hot stuff a little bit. Uh, and then I went to Brockport and finished my career up there for like one season and got hurt. So all the way up to college, D3, nothing crazy. But it hey. was nice to – we won state senior year. I think I said that earlier. Uh, so, you know, it was cool. I got to see a lot of good competition. And, like, I think that's one of the best things about what made me into coaching and teaching is 
being able to like see all that talent and kind of judge it and kind of put people in places. I think that's one thing I do the best is I can put the best player in the best position to be successful. I'm not going to say I'm the big best X and O's guys, any of those, anything like that. But player personnel and people is definitely where I thrive. Absolutely. I'm going to kind of break a little off that. We're going to call this question three a three B. Cool. All right. If you didn't play football, like at a high level, what what other sport would you like go all out? Like I that would be it, your. I sport. picked up lacrosse because I think my size would have been great, but I also argue that wrestling because okay. I think uh, with the way I played football. Wrestling would have been a great outlet for me. Now, did you do either of those in high no. school? Or? And okay. it's funny because my neighbors were sick at lacrosse, all of them, and I never picked up a stick. Don't know why. And for wrestling, unfortunately, back in the day, it had the stereotype of not being the coolest. So I didn't want to do that, which was silly because it 100% is one of the more useful things I could have ever learned in my life. Oh, for sure. So I would say wrestling. I would like to uh, probably done wrestling more than anything. But the cool thing... I can still get into it, right? Oh, absolutely. Hey, never too late. <laughs> never too late. Um, for me, I'd, and we've said this question a few times, but for me, I'd probably say hockey. Oh, yeah. I, did I you mean, ever play or did you just like it? Never played. My brother was actually a really good goaltender. Word. Um, my brother played goaltender all throughout high school, um, played a little in college. but um, So he was he was one that you know was always on the ice. I mean, he yeah. had the – I mean – Hockey, you got to get out on the ice whenever you can. So there were some 4 a.m. practices, some 11 p.m. practices. Right, the scheduling's a nightmare. Yep, he played high-level travel. He played hockey. Me, you get me on skates on the ice. I look like a baby deer just trying to take its first steps. I mean, I'm all over the place. Right. Um, But it was – I love playing floor hockey, but but – Unfortunately, I never really learned how to skate all that well. It's and, a big piece and, of ice and, hockey, and, and isn't it? I mean, <laughs> I'm no rocket science, but I'm pretty sure you need to you need to be a, a, a fairly decent skater at Fa- least. Either fairly decent or a big, big tough guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and my five six frame isn't isn't beating anybody up. <laughs> but your nose is Daniel Chara, whatever. I, I, his name I'm nose is Daniel Chara. In fact, I might come up to his kneecap. <laughs> But uh, no, hockey would be. I, I'd loved. I would have loved to to gotten on the ice and and really played hockey. Okay. I love playing floor hockey, and I'm and I'm one of those tough guy floor hockey players. But I would have loved to play hockey. I thought that that would have been a cool sport to play. Oh yeah, I, the money always kept me out of it, but I could see why. Uh, and I was gonna say, and that was that was in fact the one uh, best thing about my brother being a goaltender and playing on the higher level travel teams. A lot of times he played on those teams for free because you always needed a goaltender. Everybody was looking for a goaltender. So he would be like, all right, well, it's $1,000 a year, but don't worry. We'll, we'll only charge you 100 Or just come play for us for free. Or oh, this. Everybody needs a goalie. Everybody needs a goalie. Yeah. Everybody needs a goalie. Yeah. So he was getting on a lot of those. But it was still expensive paying for, playing for those pads, pads and everything. You the know. whole thing. Getting there, right? Yeah. Food. Absolutely. So a lot of it, you know, and that's where the fundraising came in. You know, there were a lot of fundraisers, a lot of fundraisers. A lot of candy bars. Yep. All right, question four. Let's see. All right, uh, we talked a little bit about vacations and traveling. Um, We'll go do an either or. Or you can answer both if you want. Best vacation you've ever been on or bucket list vacation like I've got to go to this place before – before, I, I got to go to Italy. That's the main stop, right? Mother country. Got to head back. Beautiful. And then my best trip ever was probably 
Oh, I went to Costa Rica right before COVID. Like, oh, really? I literally got home, and then like three days later, the world shut down. So that was for like a bachelor party. We were there for like five days. How was that? Had to have been crazy down there. So that was that was. It's a different world for sure. And then like now knowing that like the world's never going to be the same like that, or it will eventually, but not in the near future, I don't think. But wow, that was a cool place. And oh, when for you sure. and the money's so different, so like. You know, you feel like a baller when you're not, which is always a, a cool feeling. Balling on a budget. How about yourself? Uh, Italy was my bu- my best trip. I mean, so we got it, it off. Was, we checked it. That was the that was the boom. I mean, and my wife planned the whole thing. We did ten days northern, uh, mostly northern Italy. Uh, yeah. We did get to Rome for a little bit of the central southern, but it was just ten days of beautiful weather, beautiful food. Like it's just everything that. That I imagined and dreamed that it would be, it was, and then some, and then some. Um, I guess the since that was the bucket list trip, I guess the new bucket list trip. Um, Australia. You know what it is? I was gonna say it would no be way. Australia or New Zealand, somewhere on that side. Like go where the crazies are. Love like, it. Like it would just be cool. I mean, and it it's. Part of the reason, I guess, is it's, man, it's what, like a 23-hour plane ride just to That's get there? That's crazy itself. But um, I would just think that'd be cool, just going to the Australian Outback. Yeah. Like, Sydney, like, it's almost like it. it's, I don't know. And and they speak English over, I mean, it would just be. Broken English. Broken yeah. English. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oi. Yeah, right. Good luck <laughs> guessing what they're saying. But it would just, I, it would be cool. I, I so, respect it. It's a good pick. So I don't know if it'll have, ever happen because I don't like flying all that much. I mean, I thought an eight-hour, uh, I thought so an eight-hour flight to Italy was a little much, but oh, so it's eight hours. It was like I think it was about eight hours, Ugh. six to eight hours. And afterwards, I was like, oh man, I just at, towards the end, I'm not, I'm not a bad flyer, but towards the end of that trip, I'm just like, dude, give me, I got to get off this plane, like, get uh, me off this plane. But I guess that's the new bucket list trip. So we'll go with that. All right, last question, question five. Um, feel free to jump in with ever. I guess whoever thinks of something first. Um, oh, I got it. Uh, Bill's Super Bowl or not? Make your oh, pick here live. One. That's for sure. That's it. Like that's You're for locking sure. It in. That's that's listen. And, Heard it here first. And you don't want you don't want to hear you don't want to ever say listen if it's if we don't win it all it's a busted season. But I'm saying if we don't win it all. Like, there's no second place. Uh-huh. There's no, oh, we got to the Super Bowl. We, we should be happy. Can't do the Kelly nope. stuff, right? Nope. And I, I, who, I can't do another four Super I can't do another one Super Bowl. I was say, you can't do one more. Right? I can't. Let alone I, I lived through the, when I was, the first Super Bowl, I was 10 years old. And in the first Super Bowl, Super Bowl 25, I just remember clearly, vivid to this day. We had the Super Bowl party at our house, so it was aunts, uncles, friends. We had probably about 35, 40 people at our house in the falls. I remember the end of that night as a 10-year-old kid walking up the stairs crying tears because he nor would miss that wide right just like vividly. I I can't do that again. But this year, if we don't win it now, when? Does it feel a little different? Or is it too early to tell? (sighs) Too early to tell. And again, I was 10 years old going through that whole thing, 10, 11, 12, 13 for all four Super Bowls. Right. What do you know at 10, huh? You just, it's just like, especially I remember it, like like the last one, I'm like, is this happen every year? 
Like I remember, this the, is what we do. I remember vividly the first one that we didn't go to. So would have been would have been the fifth that we didn't go to. I don't even think we made the playoffs that year. Probably not. I'm just like, wait, what? Like, where, wait, where's the wh- where, where's the Super Bowl? Like, why why aren't we in the Super Bowl? Where's the like, super like, team? We th- had? Like, this is supposed to be. This is a yearly tradition. This is like this should be as regimented as Easter, Christmas. Christmas yes. Like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. it's Bill's Super Bowl. Why isn't this happening? Yeah. Like why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. So absolutely, it, uh-huh. if if it's in fact, we're not even calling. That's not even a hot seat question. We got to get hotter than that <laughs> because that's just a given. If they don't they win it, it. Is, is, is that? So we're going with that. Can't be. We can't what end. You, on, we can't end on that. Um, listen, I'm going with. Um, all right, favorite, and we've done this question before. But favorite comfort food, like if you could only pick oh, one bro, pizza, pizza all day, pizza really sure. If I am stressing out and just I'm getting, you know, come home late or whatever, rough mornings, pizza. All right. Anything on that pizza? Oh, bro. I'm cheese and pepperoni. I might not even get pepperoni, to be honest with you. You're I am, just classic? You're I just that you, classic I'm cheese? I'm a basic girl. It's crazy. <laughs> I swear to God. I love it. I tell you. I love it. Um, my Listen, if we're going comfort food. Um, I'll make a pizza tonight. I could do pizza. I love pizza. Love wing. I'm more. I'm definitely more of a wing guy than a pizza guy. Oh, interesting. I'm definitely more like if I had to choose pizza or wings, I'm choosing wings all day, every time, huh? every time. Oh. But comfort food, I'm going barbecue. I'm going like give me like a That's pulled a pork sandwich pick. or something like that. That's a brisket, but if I'm going a brisket sandwich, oh, slaps, dude. love that, love that. But if I'm going comfort dessert, I'm going. Give me like a nice. Uh, this sounds corny, but just give me like a nice bowl of like Cherry Garcia, Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia. Oh, it's so funny. I'm, I'm just. I'm. I'm all Are in. You a pastry guy? I like a good pastry. I, I don't I eat do. much sweets that way. Like I'm not a big. Needy, oh, I'm a sweet guy. Like, no, like no I, cupcakes, I, no donuts. I, I don't I'm, really I'm go in the ice cream sure. too much. I'll I, go popsicles before ice cream. Really? I swear to God. The, really? The basics. The the purples, the reds, the uh, was it green now? The green, yeah. the orange. Yeah, the orange. Thank you. Yep. So um, that over ice cream and I do sauce. like I do like popsicles, but I'm definitely going ice cream if I've got the choice. Okay. Um, and it's that red. What you call it? The, the cherry Garcia. Oh, cherry? Ben and Jerry's cherry okay. Garcia, dude. That is the best. Yeah, I, I go or like I chocolate, love the, or so. I love the nice root beer float. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I love that, a, I love a good root beer float. That's not bad. That's pretty tasty. I'll give you that. All right. Listen, Nate. We 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 didn't. I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface. We definitely have great. to have you back on. This is fun. Definitely have to have you back on. Um, thanks for coming out um, again. Everybody, look to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at Stories from the Sidelines. Um, and again, if you have any ideas, or even if you want to be a guest, feel free to reach out, direct message us on there. We're always looking for guests. Always looking for new people. Nate's going to come back on for sure. For sure. That was for great. Sure. That was a blast. Thanks for coming back on, Nate. And, um, you know, we'll talk more Orchard Park football. We'll have to yeah. back you on, hopefully, uh, a Super Bowl show when the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. That's it. That would be dope. Now, are you going down? Are you, if, if they go, it's I'm Arizona this gone. year. I'm are gone. you gone? I'm going. Because I've always said if they go again, I'm going. I'm going. In fact, my that, RV, I'm out the door. This, I'm not going to school. Let them we, know now. We, we 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 might have to make that run down there together. Cheers, we, let's go. The wife's already said. In fact, she's like, "Do you want me to book the flight now? We'll go to we'll go to Phoenix. We'll go, I might go regardless. Right? So I absolutely. <laughs> but Nate, we got to have you back on, and um, everybody tune in next week 
for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. And go Bills.